Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Pastor Kamisha, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we open up today and get into the Word, we're going to pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And we know that we have no standing and there's no other place for us than in you, Jesus Christ. And we just declare that you are Lord. You are our Lord and you are a good God. And there's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing too hard for you. There's no nothing that, com- that is related to our life that you're not willing to give to us. And you prepare for us good things to walk in, Lord God. And you've given us richly all things to enjoy. We just exalt your name, Jesus. We exalt you. Without you, we can do nothing. But in you, nothing is impossible to us because we believe in who you are. We believe in your name, Lord. I just dec- declare blessing and I decree your favor over your people today, God. Your favor and your faithfulness to be made known and manifest in a glorious fashion in the lives and the eyes and the ways of the people that are listening to this podcast, Lord God. We just thank you and ask you to bless them immensely and richly and bring them into the place that you've designed for them to walk in. We speak healing, deliverance, salvation to their households, their lineage, and their family, God. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, and we welcome you, Holy Spirit, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, welcome. Good morning, everybody. We are continuing in Romans chapter 9. We're moving forward to verses 13 through 29. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? Yes, I will. All right, Layla. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there, is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to the Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Therefore he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills he hardens. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? But indeed, O man, who are you to apply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made us like this? Does, oh, thank you, promise. Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have the power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? What if God, wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. As he says also in Hosea, 
I will call them my people who were not my people, and her beloved who was not beloved. And it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, there they shall be called sons of the living God. Isaiah also cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, the remnant will be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, Unless the Lord of the Sabbath had left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom and we would have been made like Gomorrah. Amen. Amen. So as is our custom, the floor is open for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you. And of course, if you have any questions, to go ahead and ask those. So who'd like to begin? Go ahead, sir. I see you over there. I thought you and mommy said you guys were going to go first. Oh, no. Verse 13, mommy. Oh, well, I mean, we're going to get to it, but I don't have to cut in line. It's okay. (laughs) Go ahead. That's all right. Thank you for being such a nice gentleman. I appreciate that. Okay, I found verse 14 interesting. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. This just reminds me of how in our own lives, and I know in my own, I tend to see things as other people's fault and try to alleviate the blame from me, saying, oh, man, I I didn't do anything wrong. It's everybody else's fault. But mommy and dad point out that more times than not, my actions has have a effect on other people and what they do. So I can't. A good example of this is when I'm told to clean up my room. And then I tell Layla, oh, just sit that in the middle of the floor. I got it. Then I get angry with Layla. You set that in the middle of the floor. Now I got in trouble for it. And how I'm indignant because I think I just cleaned this up and you just got me in trouble. But the truth is it was my action of not taking care of it when I said I was going to take care of it that led me into that situation. situation. Mm-hmm. So Paul is saying here is that there's no wickedness or fault on god it's all our own choice and actions that lead mm-hmm. to these consequences and actions hmm. amen amen to that amen it's a great point <clears throat> what else that's it for right now okay so does anyone else have a something they want to share you can go Before ahead I mommy. Get my motor running <laughs> You can go ahead and run your motor. (laughs) Okay. So let's look at something. Um, Verse 13. And I'm glad that you said that. There are many scriptures. Let me see if I can find one real quickly. That tell us that we'll receive from God based on our own works. So God doesn't deal with us according to what someone else has done. He doesn't. He gives everyone an opportunity, and, and even though he knows what we're, ch- we're going to choose, he doesn't withhold an opportunity for good from us, even if he knows that we're going to sin, even though that he knows we're going to sin. I mean, it's almost guaranteed, especially at this point. It's <laughs> when you sin, he still has not withheld an opportunity to do good. But let's look back at Mr. Esau. Because you brought that up. There's personal accountability um, for what's going on. Do you, does anybody know where I want to go and read? 
I forgot. Well, we can look at Malachi. Malachi. Because it's probably not the exact place, but this is dealing with God's sovereignty. Right? He's sovereign. There's nothing that we can question him on, as we read in the scripture, right? And right before the section of scripture, or actually, no, I was in it. Yes, verse 13. Jacob have I loved, but Esau I hated. You see the why. Uh, there's another. Uh, this, so this isn't the scripture you're looking for, but this will be able to be discussed in line with it. In Malachi, it, it, he begins. This is the first three verses. It says, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. And then he says, I have loved you, says the Lord. Yet you say, in what way have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord. Yet Jacob I have loved, and Esau I have hated, and laid waste his mountains and his heritage for the jackals of the wilderness. So that's the first three verses. Oh, no, go ahead. I was, thank you. And that's a, a follow-up to the one that I want to read of, of the actual event yeah, that happened. Yeah, it's out of order, but. Yeah, in Genesis, Genesis chapter 25. We're going to look at, um, we can start at verse 27 and go down to verse 34. It says, I'll read it to you. It says, so the boys grew and Esau was a skillful hunter, was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Despised. Now I want you to think about that word as we go back over to... Um, Hebrews 12? 16? Oh, I, I don't, go ahead and read that to me. Oh, so... Read that to us. Hebrews twelve sixteen says... Well, I'm going to back up a verse. A few verses. Actually, we'll read 12 through 17. Okay. Uh, it says, Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled lest there be any fornicator or profane person like esau who for one morsel of food sold his birthright for you know that afterward when he wanted to inherit the blessing he was rejected for he found no place for repentance though he sought it diligently with tears so thank you honey excellent that's perfectly right. Um, he held his birthright in contempt. He disdained it. He regarded it as something that was little. It had no value to him. It was worthless. 
But Jacob is sitting here. That was on the tip of his tongue. I need that birthright. And what was the birthright? That was the blessing of Abraham, right? We saw that when we, um, in yesterday's episode, we talked about how Abraham had more children than Isaac or Ishmael and Isaac. He also had other children, but when it's talking about the other children and, and, and even talking about like recounting kind of the end of Abraham's days, it said that he gave all that he had to Isaac. Isaac got the blessing, the blessing of Abraham. I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. I will make you a mighty people. I'll make your name great. All of those things that was a value and highly esteemed in Jacob's eyesight. But Esau sold it for a morsel of bread. Now, if you think about this and you go, what's wrong with that? He was hungry. He felt like he was, well, he, he had been there and he said he was starving. He was going to die. So here's the thing. He was out hunting and he could have come back at any point, right? Yes. And he was a, an excellent hunter. So there's a chance that he brought some food back with him. Not to mention he came home to his mother's house where Isaac was a rich man. Abraham was rich. So they had flocks and herds and cattle. There was availability of food. He was already back home. And as we covered, he gave just a little bit to Isaac. He gave all. All that he, exactly. All that he had, he gave to Isaac. And by the time the, the um, Jacob and Esau were born, and I know Esau is actually the older, but we see in the scriptures that the older is going to serve the younger. So by the t- when they were born, Abraham was still living. So at this point, their, their grandfather, Abraham, was well into living in the blessing. He had understood and learned how to conquer and thrive by faith in God. And he had already been seeing the fruit of that in his life. And we know that Sarah had already died because um, that was how Abraham comforted his son concerning his mother's death was to bring him, get him a wife from his home country. Right. You guys remember all that? Yes. So she's they've they're married now. They've giving they've given birth. And so Abraham is well versed in the blessing. So that meant there was plenty of opportunity for Esau to find food. He just didn't care about it. He didn't look at the things of God and go, that's what I need in my life. If I don't have anything else, I got to have Jesus. He said, well, I don't care about that. What does it matter? Which is awfully similar to. Ishmael mocking. See a pattern happening? So when, when God and his all-knowing ability, if he knows all things, then he knows all things. And even though he knew exactly what Esau was going to choose, he still had a, a time up to bat, if you will. He still had an opportunity to come into agreement that the blessing was good. But because God knew he was going to reject it, God said, I'm, I know I, I'm Jacob, will love it. Jacob will love me and he will cling to me. But Esau, he could care less. That's what the scripture says. He despised his birthright. Not just, oh, I don't know about it, but there's some effort put behind despising something. Right? So when we come back over to um, Romans chapter nine and God says to us in... I believe it was Samuel, first or second Samuel. He says, I'll honor those who honor me. First Samuel. Yeah, yeah, remember that? He said, I'll honor those who honor me. Mm -hmm. So Jacob hated, I mean, Esau despised the things of God first. 
So this is God's response. Like if you despise me, then okay. You're, you're not coming into a part of this. I'll give it to someone who loves it. Can I just add something into that? Sure. I think it's important. Please. So, um, especially as men, you know, we think we're supposed to do it all by ourselves. We, <laughs> we're not designed that way. Not at we're all. We're supposed to do everything in community. Amen. Right? We need each other. Mm-hmm. We're the mm-hmm. body, mm-hmm. right? We're parts of a body, and then we only work and function as a body. <laughs> not individual <clears throat> cells of Christ. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're not the individual cells of Christ. You know, we're the body of Christ. Right. And so, um, just as you were saying that, uh, you know, I, I wonder what the self-talk was while he was out in the wilderness, while he was hunting, mm-hmm. right? So, and then, so immediately I thought about David. Mm-hmm. So here's David. He spent a lot of time alone, mm-hmm. but he wasn't alone. He Amen. spent a lot of time with the Lord. That's so right. he was alone physically, but he was not alone spiritually. And he used that time to take his circumstances that he was in and turn them into praise. He was open mm-hmm. before God. Mm-hmm. He brought his, his true heart and his concerns before God. Mm-hmm. But then he also, you know, all, but God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to gripe mm-hmm. about this for a minute. But God, you're awesome. God, I'm looking at your heavens <laughs> right. right now, right? right? So look at the comparison here with Esau. Yep. And we don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. It's just conjecture, so yep. we're not saying it, but yep. it's interesting. He comes back in such a mindset, and that's what happens to us as men and women mm-hmm. when we spend time alone. Mm-hmm. Our mindset is not going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's setting ourselves up for failure, mm-hmm. and it's setting us up for things that we could literally give away our whole life's blessing. In a, a moment of short-sightedness, but... You know, thank you for saying that, Dean. I appreciate that because we we discussed in yesterday's episode that God declared about Abraham because God knows everybody. He knows our our character inside and out. He declared about him that he would teach his children. And then we talked about how they grew up. Abraham was still living when these boys were born and they grew up knowing their grandfather. So their grandfather told them about the blessing. Their father told them about the blessing. um, Isaac had to sow in the land and he had to learn and he had to trust and all of those things. So this was their daily conversation. Boy, don't you know God is good? (laughs) Don't you know your father came from a blessing? His mama was dry and old and she couldn't have kids. They grew up hearing about the blessing. Deuteronomy 6, yes. And you should teach children as you you lay down and as you get up and And as you go go about about your your day. Yes. yes, That's it. He heard this day after day. Day after day, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, serve God, the blessing, the blessing. And coming to a place of despising it, despising it is, that's a strong word. So there's time involved with that development because literally all of who Abraham was as a man, as a human being, came as a result of his relationship of God, with God. He had left his, whole, his father's household. He had left what he knew behind. He and his wife and his nephew, they journeyed and they trusted God. Like he had been through a lot with God. And as far as we see from the scriptures, he died at a good old age, still blessing the Lord, still continuing in that life with him. And we know that there, there was Abraham's bosom. We saw that Jesus referenced that when he was talking about Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus and so we know that he still he left here in his place in relationship with God. But this was his this was his bread and butter. This was a part of his DNA. We talked about that as well. When if you scraped Abraham, he believed God. <laughs> if you looked under a microscope, he's believing God. That was his declaration. That was his confession because he was nobody without him and clearly understood that even to the point that he was willing to sacrifice his son, Isaac, the one that he waited for, the one that God said, no, I'm not going to take Ishmael. It's got to be this one. He was willing to go to that point. And I don't think that's something that he let slide. 
the confession and the remembrance of it because we see it so so recorded throughout the rest of the word of god what abraham was willing to do how vital and important his covenant with god was so when he's teaching his kids he's telling them about the blessing if you serve god he'll walk with you if you trust god he'll be with you and so for esau to go a piece of bread which he could have just popped over to his mother's tent hey mom you got some crackers in here <laughs> hey mom you got some raisin cakes no his desire his disdain that was just an opportunity to get rid of that blessing but here's jacob on the other side he's stirring his pot i need the blessing <laughs> how am i going to get the blessing i'm second born the blessing's going to esau by all rights but when presented with an opportunity that was the first thing that came out of him there's something to that he meditated on that it's how he patterned his life Again, as we just talked about with Abraham, it was the Lord was on his mind constantly. Mm. He was constantly, and Dean, you brought this up with David. He was just constantly in the Lord's presence, right? What did David say? I'm an olive tree planted in the house of the Lord. First, there was no olive tree mm-hmm. ever in the house of the Lord. There was no house of the Lord during David's time. Although David had the plans, he wasn't allowed to build it. So, so for him to make this statement, right, is, is how we need to be rooted and grounded in the Lord, in his presence constantly. He's our everything, right? It, we're told to make the tree good, and then the fruit will be good, right? From the good tree come good fruits. Mm-hmm. Well, the only way we can have a good tree is if we are rooted in the Lord, if he's our foundation, if he's our soil, if our nutrients, everything and our being is coming from him. And we're being strengthened and equipped and encouraged and admonished and and all those things. Right. But it's how those just as a the couple examples that, that each of you brought up, it's how they lived, how they patterned their life to walk in the Lord. Constantly just in his presence. Just living there, remaining it, no matter what was going on around them. And isn't that the exact same thing we see in Jesus? Yes. He was constantly in the Lord's presence. And yes, he also went away to pray, to get some alone time with the Father. But he was constantly in communion and communication, communion and communication, <laughs> fellowship with the Lord. Well, I think you can take that right back into verse 14 here, in that, <clears throat> you know, you want to question God? You don't have time to question God. You, you need to be worried about where your standing is with God. Amen. And, and are you, is your life a demonstration of your love for him? Mm-hmm. Because you understand how much he loves you and what he's done for you. It's mm-hmm. not about doing things. I'm not saying that. But right. is your life a demonstration that exemplifies that? Because if, if you're even considering, is the Lord righteous or not? Or is he okay to do this? That's really, you know. It just shows where your mind is, and you need to be meditating someplace else. Mm-hmm. And Kamisha, you talked about where, where am I going with this earlier. You know, you were asking, does anybody know where I'm going? Oh, See, I yes. thought you were going just a slightly different direction, which okay. is, first off, in Genesis, when God finished creating, he said it's good. That's right. That's the end of that. So mm-hmm. what my opinion is of it is irrelevant. Exactly. And like I said, I, I need to, I've, I've got plenty to deal with between me and God. I don't need to worry about what anybody else is dealing with God or what God's dealing with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. And so anytime my mind goes that way, which is more prone to in traffic than the other place. <laughs> but there's also um, Proverbs 16.4, where God created everything, even the wicked for the day of judgment. There's 2 Timothy 2.20, where 
that talks about in a house there's many vessels, some for noble, some for, in, for ignoble purposes. And then here we talk about the clay and the mm-hmm. potter gets to do whatever he wants to do. Who are mm-hmm. we to question God? Amen. And, and why do we think we have time or even need to be going down that road? Mm-hmm. And some would say that's, that's silly to follow in that direction, but that's what our faith is in him. Right. And so going that direction, again, I would go back to Esau. That's the kind of stuff that will take you down a road that you don't want to go and lead you to doing things like giving up your whole blessing and despising mm-hmm. a blessing because you're not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. I, I shared with you, I, I had a, a job to do yesterday and I had to keep purposing my mind on this is what had to be done. I was going to be okay with it. And mm-hmm. it was going to cost me my entire day. It was mm-hmm. going to cost me an entire Saturday. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a Saturday to give up. And I just continued. I had to purpose it. Every time I tried to turn on the radio, I had to turn it right back off again and focus on the Lord. And, and, and then, dang, if he didn't just show up and bless my socks off, you know? Right. But right. I could have easily gone down the other pathway and missed the blessing that he was going to provide for me because I was brooding over mm-hmm. having to do something I didn't want to do. Amen. Amen. Or the temptation to feel burdened to feel burdened by the, the things of God. Um, you, you reference that unless you become feeble in your mind mm-hmm. and, and you quit and faint because you think it costs me too much to follow God. It, I'm tired of going to uh, Bible study. I'm tired of going to church. I'm tired of doing these things. And you start thinking that you've, you've bared more than you should. You know, you, you get a little bit of Elijah. Lord, I'm the only one who's <laughs> been zealous for you. And God's going, no, sweetheart, I've got... <laughs> just seven, just in one cave, I got seven grand sitting 7, there. Seven thousand that haven't bowed the knee, not to mention the whole world, because Jesus made us aware of that. There's there's sheep outside of this fold that I've got to bring in. There's people all over this planet that you don't even know where they are that belong to me. You have no idea the things that are in the mind of God, but in His mind, He had, you know when I when I think about that, the hands that hang down, you slump your back and you start. Why is me so hard? And then, you know, your, your hands and your knees start getting weak and you don't want to stand up straight and you think you're going to fall down when we should be thinking about Jesus who didn't crumble. He, the, literally, the weight of the world was on him, literally, and a, a physical body. Yes, he's God and he created everything. He is the word of God. But he still came in this, this flesh, blood and bone body that doesn't like that kind of stuff. It has actually been designed to resist it. God gave us self-preservation so that we wouldn't die prematurely. We would continue to re- refill the earth and populate it as he gave commandment and then reinforced after Noah. So Jesus, who was without sin, being mocked and despised by his creation, still went forward. So then when we look and compare our, our little bit of discomfort, our little bit of pressure they expect things out of me. It, it seems too heavy. Everybody else is living this way. And we look at what he did. Then we can go, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe my life isn't so, as hard as I think it is. Oh, okay. You know, maybe it's not so bad. You know, Elijah came out of it like a, a victory that we as believers today look for and go, man, Lord, that was awesome. Like not only did the fire come out and lap the water and, and then burn up everything and all that and get the, get the, um, the offering off the, the thing. It, God, you did all of that. But then all the prophets of the wicked one were killed and destroyed. Wickedness was destroyed. And then the, cl- the, the cloud came out of the water like a man's fist and there's rain coming back because you're listening. He was listening to God. It didn't happen because he was so good. And Elijah was a dynamic one. It happened because God is so good. 
Elijah was just the vessel. And when, when he would listen to God and he could made himself available to be used by God, God could do great things through him. And God still honored him by taking him home in a chariot. I mean, that's a blessing. But Amen. he got discouraged in his mind and he quit and he began to question God. And he began to doubt some things. He ran away in terror when he had just slaughtered, what was it 800 and something people total? Uh, no. Yes, yeah, it was 450 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah. So okay. yeah, 850 total. 850 people that died and then one woman who, if she had any power, wouldn't she have sent somebody with a sword to kill him, not just a note? Right. And, and God said, he was so like, smack your face, devil. I'm going to take him home in a fire chariot. <laughs> and, and there's going to be a witness to that. He's not going to die anywhere. You have no power or authority. You're in the palm of my hand and no one snatches you out, right? Yes. God is so faithful, but sometimes we can get our eyes off the fact that God is good and he is God and we are the vessel and he is, as you mentioned, Dean, the potter. Yeah, I just wanted to add one thing there too. Again, um, nobody here is saying that there's something wrong with you when you have doubtful thoughts mm-hmm. or when you're concerned about what is God doing and it doesn't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is, is what you do with it. Exactly. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with having the thought. It's what you do with it. And that's where you go back to surrendering to ca- uh, captive to Christ. I don't want to take us down that road, sure. but I just want to make sure nobody heard anything like, you're a bad person if you're having these thoughts. No. If you're thinking about yeah. giving up your birthright, or you're thinking about the journey's too hard, or you're having doubts about who God is, that's okay. But take them to God. And, but also look at where they come from. So if, exactly. if in what I just said, you, you felt condemned versus encouraged, Bring that to Jesus. Amen. Because there was no accusation in what I said and, and what God is speaking. There's no accusation in his, in his scriptures. If we don't line up, that's to go, oh, Lord, I got a little crust around my mouth. Okay, well, let, let's fix it, Jesus. You know, my, my shoulders are, I'm not standing up as straight as I could. Okay, Lord, let's fix it. I, I'm with you, God, all the way. But the accuser of the brethren is the one who does not cease to accuse them before God day and night. But he also accuses us before ourselves. So God didn't reject Elijah because he got weak in his mindset towards the Lord and because he got emotional and he wanted to quit. Oh, it's better that I die. God didn't reject him. He picked him up in a chariot. I mean, that's, a, that's an honor. That, that's an honor. Amen. <laughs> so there's no accusation. It's encouragement. We are here to strengthen and encourage each other, to edify each other. So we get up and we go on and follow God with all of our might and pursue him. I guess that means that Uber is a biblical concept then, right? <laughs> I was the first one picked up in an Uber X, right? Exactly. That, everything comes from God. Exactly. I mean, Uber's ultimate, right? That's what it's saying, right? Ultimate, right? Yep. That, that, that was the ultimate ride there. That was a real Uber I'm, ride there. I'm man. telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Like, I can't even imagine that. So <laughs> what that looks like. So, yes. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. So just be encouraged. Mm-hmm. And if you do have questions, bring it to the Lord. And then, mm-hmm. as always, you're our brothers and sisters in Christ. And you can always reach out to us too and contact mm-hmm. us at a day of prayer at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to connect with you. Love to, you know, if you got praise requests or prayer report, or sorry. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me get it right. Prayer request or praise reports. Yes. Thank you. Um, have the mind of Christ. So right. if you yeah. have any of those things or if you have questions, just reach out to us. Ask. 
you know what? Of course, in anything, bring it to the Lord first. But we are here as your brothers and sisters in Christ and as a resource to help encourage you and build you up and, you know, answer questions that you have as the Lord gives us to give you. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, with that, let's pause there for today. And can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, that you're a good God every day, Lord, and that there's no such thing as a bad day with us, Lord, but mm -hmm. that you're always there for us and your Holy Spirit's always there to guide us, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for not basing our where we go in life, Lord, on what we've done in our lives, Lord, but that we can come to you in repentance and truthfulness, Lord, and enter into your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.